So our text for this morning's meditation is from John chapter 16, these words, He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So our text. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this Sunday is Cantate Sunday, or Sing Unto the Lord Sunday. And not only are we to sing unto the Lord, but we are to sing unto the Lord a new song. That's what this Sunday is about, singing unto the Lord a new song. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means we are to sing a a new song about a new kingdom. That is the kingdom of God. We are to sing unto the Lord a new song about new creatures, and that is the new man created in each and every one of us, not born in the usual way, but born of God and of the Holy Spirit, being baptized as we are into our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is this new life about which we sing a new song that our confirmands this afternoon will confess before uh, their friends and family a new life that they have come to understand which flows from their faith in Jesus Christ. Now, of course, all Christians don't understand, understand this new song, this new life, to be that particularly of Jesus our Lord and Savior. Follow me here. Some would, for example, some Christians, would see the life of the Christian to be that of the life of God the Father, the life which God describes with his Ten Commandments given to Moses on Mount Sinai, the life of love to which every person is to ascribe. And if so, if such a life is adopted, there will be blessing, blessing from God. Now, There is nothing wrong with that, that is, this life lived in pursuit of the law of God, and with that pursuit, blessing does indeed come. Hard work and honesty and trustworthiness bring success, and they bring satisfaction, and they bring recognition. They just don't bring the new life about which we are to sing a new song the new life that is lived daily in the realization of sins forgiven, a clear conscience, a peace that passes all understanding. Now, others, of course, would see the new life of the Christian, the new life about which we are to sing a new song, to be a a type of experience of the Holy Spirit in one form or another, our our standing before God assured somehow by the Spirit working within us in some sort of tangible or even measurable way. This too happens apart from Jesus Christ, as Jesus is thought then to be in heaven. And not only in heaven, but to be trapped somehow in heaven so that he can no longer interact with us today. If, 
If we look at our text, however, our text from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ himself found in the Gospel of John. Yes, if we look at our text, we learn that after Jesus Christ's ascension into heaven, the Holy Spirit would be poured out upon the church, but not poured out upon the church for his own sake. And the Holy Spirit would not come to the church speaking with his own authority. He wouldn't even use his own words. When the spirit of truth comes, we read there, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. And then the key passage, he, that is the Holy Spirit, will glorify me, that is Jesus Christ. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine, and he will declare it to you. Then just one more sentence. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Well, that's a lot. A lot there, right? A lot to grasp. But it's simple, really. The Father has revealed himself to us in his Son, Jesus Christ. And the Son, Jesus Christ, reveals himself to us through the Holy Spirit. That means that when the Word of God is preached to us, the Holy Spirit brings to us the very Son of God, Jesus, presenting him to us as the one on whom the sins of the world were laid, your sins and my sins. And he then, the very Son of God, he is the one who takes away our sins by nailing them to the cross and leaving them there to die as he himself, what? Rises from the dead. And in this death and resurrection of Jesus, what occurs? But the heart of God, our Heavenly Father, is revealed to us. Revealed to us as a loving heart. A loving heart of God, the only God who is love and has so loved us through His Son and pours out that love upon us when He sends His Spirit into our hearts. Again, the Son reveals the Father to us. The Holy Spirit reveals the Son to us. And through the preaching of the Word of God, our new life then of the Father in the Son through the Spirit is revealed to us. A life of forgiveness. A life of a peaceful conscience. A life of love. A new life. A new song. Behold, God is my salvation. We we heard read in our Old Testament reading, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song and he has become my salvation. And then in the epistle reading, we heard how of the will of the Father, we're brought forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. for our confirmance today. Today will seem like a day in which a new song is not sung, but a day of all sorts of awkwardness and embarrassment. There's the haircut that they had this week. Then they had to comb their hair this week, some perhaps for the first time. The new or ill-fitting clothing, shoes, that may not fit, robes to wear, a flower, new customs to learn, like how to thank people, 
how to be pleasant to friends and family that come to celebrate their confirmation. It isn't easy. I remember it myself. It's difficult. Sure, confirmation instruction has been completed and a test passed. Not everything was understood perfectly. Questions remain as to what this new life as a confirmed Christian actually is going to be. Any, is it going to be any different than it was before? Buried, of course, under all the pomp and circumstance of the day is that new song, that new life, the life of the Christian in Christ. But that goes for all of us, doesn't it? Don't we often bury our new song, our new life as Christians under the circumstances of the day to the extent that the new song of the Christian life becomes an unfamiliar song, a forgotten song, a song whose tune has grown obscure to us? And the trouble is, the challenge, the struggle is that we cannot actually see Jesus, right? I mean, that's really the problem. That's the problem. We can't see Jesus with our own two eyes. The problem. I mean, if we could focus on the Father, on God the Father, we could at least talk about creation, the sky, the trees, the mountains, the animals and plants. That is, we could talk about the glory of God. And if we focused on the work of the Holy Spirit, we could run here and there across the Twin Cities or across the nation, even across the world, looking for some sort of experience of the Holy Spirit, like the holy laughter movement up at the airport in Toronto, Canada, that's been going on for years. But our confession of Christ, our confession of Jesus, driven by the faith within us, created by the Holy Spirit, is in fact a confession of faith a confession of what cannot be seen. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. That's what Jesus told Thomas. That is, blessed are those who simply hear about our Lord and Savior Jesus and believe that what is proclaimed about him is true. So the faith part of Christian faith. So the need of the Holy Spirit, too, as we heard in the Gospel reading, convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment, convicting the world of sin because it hasn't believed in Jesus, but convicting the world of righteousness because the one through whom we are made righteous, Jesus himself, we can't see. We can't see Jesus in the flesh like the disciples themselves saw him. So what then is the work of the Father, the work of the Spirit, revealing to us the Son, the very Son of God, our our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? What is the work of the Father through the Son and the Holy Spirit? But simply our confession of the truth. Our confession with our mouths of the truth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for our transgressions crucified, but risen from the dead, raised for our justification. This... This is the work of God, Jesus taught us. This is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. That's the work of God. That's the truth, we confess. And it's in that confession that we experience the work of the Holy Spirit, and it is in that confession that the love of God, the Father, is revealed to us. No, it's not spectacular. No, it's every day, and often it's uncomfortable and awkward. But it is the mighty work of God, the mighty work of God begun in our baptisms, the new song, which 
is Christ and which Christ has begun in our lives. Amen. Now may the peace which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. We rise and sing the offertory.